The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present, Kelly Ripple from Kansas, Kansans for Hemp, joining me in about one minute. With the pricing of products such as wheat, corn, and soybeans dipping, farmers would greatly benefit from having an alternative product they could drive a profit from, and hemp, the industrial variety of cannabis that contains around one-tenth of the amount of THC found in active cannabis, would be the perfect commodity to fit the bill. With 34 states having passed legislation allowing industrial hemp cultivation of some kind, it's somewhat counterintuitive that Kansas, at one time the number one producer in the nation of bushels per acre of industrial hemp, should be lagging so far behind the curve. While hemp products are legal to sell in the U.S., cultivation of hemp is banned other than a limited exemption for state research programs. So manufacturers are mostly required to import the raw materials from other countries that allow hemp farming. The 2014 Farm Bill under President Obama provided limited legalization for the farming of industrial hemp and helped to clear the way for hemp products to thrive on the American market like they're doing today. Hemp Business Journal and Vote Hemp estimate the total retail value of hemp products sold domestically in 2016 to be almost $700 million. The hemp industry is projected to grow close to $2 billion in sales by 2020, with items such as hemp food, body care, and CBD-based products leading the way. 
But once hemp's been grown and harvested, there's a lot of processing still left to be done to the raw materials before hemp is ready to be marketed. States that have been leading the way in terms of hemp production and processing will have an advantage over those regions that have been late to come to the table. And just hours ago, the majority leader of the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, announced that he will soon be filing a bill to legalize industrial hemp and allocate federal money for cultivation of the crop. Fortunately, I have someone with me today who can break down what's hempening in the Sunflower State and beyond. Kelly Ripple is not only the vice president and co-founder of Kansans for Hemp, but he's joined me today. Welcome, Kelly, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. We've got such a short time, a short time to cover so much. Uh, let's just start off with why does Kansas need hemp? So uh, the Kansas economy, as you may know, is, is agriculturally based uh, with some manufacturing. We have the third highest ratio of acreage uh, dedicated to farming per capita. And uh, as it turns out, 86% or more of all water usage in Kansas is actually goes towards uh, agricultural purposes. So uh, there's a lot of large incentive to be cultivating things that are low water intensive. Hemp is definitely one of those. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Kansas was ranked first in the nation uh, for hemp production per acre in 1863. We also grew during World War II. Um, it particularly grows well here for a lot of different reasons, different soil types. Um, but mainly the, the, the needs that we're talking about for reintroduction include um, you had mentioned rising input costs for farmers, and then that's at the same time while, while market prices uh, for other crops are declining. Uh, you know, there there is a shift away from continuous. We've we've got to have this a stop to the continuous exodus from rural and frontier communities. This has happened for generations here in Kansas, but. Um, populations in smaller communities, uh, they dwindle because they're going towards the large communities, higher paying technical jobs. And so we need economic development within those rural communities. Uh, strong need to also reverse the damage from conventional farming because we've had, you know, generations of chemical loading into our soils and waters. Yeah. So uh, hemp, as we know, is going to help all of those things. Right. Monoculture farming, uh, using... Regenerative... All, all, yeah. all of it, yep. You've recently seen several industrial hemp bills come forward from your state legislature that you refer to as being watered down. One of the bills even wanted to cut farmers entirely out of the equation. Uh, what do you think's going on with all that? Yeah, so I mean, the, the whole reason that, that we found Kansas for Hemp, we felt like there needed to be an organized, dedicated, uh, you know, entity to the equality and sustainable growth and best practices of hemp in the state. And so we've been watching closely. There have been pr uh, proposed legislation from a few different lawmakers in, in the past in the Topeka State House, and there was one this session. Um, you know, I got to provide oral testimony last year uh, for Hemp Bill 2182, and that would have uh, completely legalized and regulated industrial hemp growth. Um, that, unfortunately, it, and fortunately, it did pass the House 103 to 18. When it went to the Senate, that chairman sat on it and do, didn't do anything with it. He then introduced his own bill this year, Senate Bill 263, um, and it, that would specifically create a, a pilot program under the Department of Ag, but that would only be for cultivation um, for, for institutions of higher ed. And so we, we feel like farmers definitely need to be involved. Um, and it was kind of interesting because when that bill went to, to committee hearings, there were multiple senators that 
wanted the bill amended because they've received feedback, not just from us, but from their own constituents and farmers all across the state that want and, and need to be involved in a state hemp program. So, you know, we believe it makes the most agronomic uh, sense. And, you know, as far as talking about research, um, not just to ensure that farmers have enough experience to, you know, cultivate, harvest, process, and, and the like. There has to be, from a research integrity standpoint, you know, any study that doesn't include a large or diverse enough data set, it's not, the results are not going to be comprehensive. And when you're talking about scientifically speaking, um, that's going to lack credibility. So we need to involve as many people in this as, as possible, and, and that that's uh, only done through farmers. Um, and, you know, to be completely honest, uh, one of the biggest missing pieces, I, I think, right now for lawmakers is that um, they need to understand that there was already hemp research done at Kansas State University in the 70s. And I know this firsthand because my father participated in that research as, as a student when he was getting his biology degree. Um, I published some work about this because I, I was able to obtain full text and, and uncover this research. But, you know, in, in my opinion, this historical data needs to be openly acknowledged by all um, state institutions so we can move forward and, and actually include farmers in, in a regulated process. Otherwise, um, you know, based on the input that we're constantly getting from, from farmers all over the state, there will likely be an increase in, in levels of distrust between citizens and, and state institutions. You mentioned Senate Bill 263, which has a provision that would mandate license holders to be fingerprinted and undergo a state and national criminal history check at their expense. No one convicted of a felony being involved uh, in controlled substance be eligible for a license. And we're talking about industrial hemp. That, that seems like really overkill. Uh, what do you think is going on there? Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, when, when we talk about policy in Kansas, we, we're we dealing with things that... Um, a lot of disinformation, right? It, it, it has been generations of, of disinformation, and, you know, the approach from state agencies has, has always been strictly compliance-driven and, and punitive when it comes to law enforcement. So um, you may have seen in, in recent, you know, like regional and even national news, Kansas is not known for having a, a transparent legislature. And, and that is due to a lot of things. It's due to dark money, uh, good old boy, kind of behind closed door type deals that result in bad policy for the common good. And um, because they don't have all the, the stakeholders involved. And, and we've known this for a long time. At the same time, we're, we're not known for, you know, evidence-based policy. Uh, the, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation uh, uh, was actually involved with writing Senate Bill 263. Um, and that, in, in fact, contradicts their testimony because I watched the KBI give testimony in, the, in 2017, and they said that they knew nothing about hemp and they wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so, you know, the bottom line is that people representing law enforcement agencies in the Kansas State House are not only ignoring the data, but, but they're, they're causing lawmakers to, to not understand or listen to their constituents it and they're just voting along party lines doesn't fit into their worldview, right? Right, um, right. Kansas State Representative, I'm sure you're aware of Steve Alford from uh, Ulysses, Kansas State Representative, channeling his inner Harry, Ang Harry Anslinger at a recent legislative session, uh, said, what you really need to do is go back into the 30s when they outlawed all types of drugs in Kansas across the United States. What was the reason they did that? 
one of the reasons I why I hate to say it was that the African Americans they were basically users and they basically responded the worst off to those drugs just because of their character, makeup, their genetics, and that. Um, wow. What are some of the arguments being made by those who specifically oppose industrial hemp cultivation in cannabis in, in Kansas? Yeah, so the, the people who are who are opposing it, um, they're doing it. By the way, in in the form of fiscal notes, they're just slapping on huge fiscal notes on bills, uh, saying that law enforcement agencies need just huge amounts of money to to do all of this. But you know, they're they're claiming that it's going to require money for them to do it, but yet there's no federal statute that says that law enforcement needs to be involved in any way. You know, if there's going to be a program under the Department of Ag, KBI doesn't technically need to be involved to the degree that, that they're claiming. So it's, it's misinformation that, that they're showing. But, um, you know, there, there's, there are so many reasons that uh, we're, we're talking about deeply entrenched. Um, it's you know, it's basically, it's, it's marijuana to Reefer them. Madness. Reefer Madness, exactly. They, they, which, which I have to tell you, Vivian, this is really timely because just today, um, and there's a long history with this, but I, I, in short, I helped also develop the medical cannabis bill that's in the state house, and it's a 116-page comprehensive medical bill, and it was introduced on the house floor today by Representative Cindy Holscher, and. Uh, just to show a shift in perception that while that amendment did fail on the floor, it failed 54 to 69. So there, people are coming oh, around. Wow. To so this. things They're, are changing. Things are changing yes. fast. Rapidly. Um, yes. Speaking of changing, I got to take our first break, our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. I'm talking to Kelly Ripple. Uh, we are just starting to dig into the hemp phenomenon. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Kelly Ripple from Kansans for Hemp. Kelly, your group, Kansans for Hemp, holds a community hemp forum. Uh, what kind of issues do people bring up and discuss at the forums? The forums, yeah, we've, we've held them all over the state. Uh, every single time, the, the number one thing that, that people want to know is why Kansas lawmakers haven't passed this yet. Uh, we get that question all the time. And, uh, you know, we, we let them know we're, we're working on it. We're, we are, uh, we have a close relationship with the state lobbyist and, and the state house in Topeka. I live in Topeka. So, you know, we're, we're doing what we can as far as being a voice to the people. Um, but, you know, we also get that um, people need resources. Where we get the question all the time, what are some resources for understanding cultivation or harvesting and processing? Um, and people reach out to us also on, on social media all the time. So we're constantly doing research and uh, sharing information with people and stuff. Um, there are people in in rural Kansas who've had sheriffs and officers come onto their property and eradicate hemp for decades. And, you know, for something that grows as well as it, it does here, it's no wonder that people hate to see tax dollars do, do, go towards killing Do they use something. the argument that they can't distinguish between marijuana and hemp? Is that oh, one yeah. of your arguments? Yeah, definitely. Right. definitely. Um, and you could be you growing, know, you could also, be growing pot in there, which is totally right. erroneous because you can't have them next to each other. They're going to cross pollinate. Right. Exactly. No, that's, it, it, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and a lot of the claims that they're making, at least in in their justification for the fiscal note, is that um, they need to know where all the plots are. And they need they need GPS signals so that they can go go onto plots and and make sure that everything's okay. And that's fine. I mean, they can do whatever they want, but it's the fear. It, it's that it's the whole fear mentality. Whereas people who are wanting to do this legitimately, they're not going to break the law. They're not going to intentionally because they, we've worked so hard to get all of this. We've, we, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, and here these people are denying. Well, if this. you're going to grow pot, you're not going to do it in your hemp field, right? No. I mean, number one, you're no. putting a bullseye in your head. Number two, you can't grow the two of them together. You're just going to grow some pot, which people are already right. doing, not. right? But but yeah. but we all know that prohibition's been based on twisting logic, you know, in this, into a pretzel. Uh, you, you've written that lawmakers could also look to the restrictive hemp laws in Virginia for an instructive example of what not to do with hemp legislation. What did you mean by that? So, um, as, as you and, and I and a lot of people know, Virginia was one of the first original colonies to, to produce hemp, and they, they had laws that actually fined farmers for not cultivating it for, for domestic and trade. Um, and so Virginia finally passed a bill in, in 2015 uh, but there was there was an article of the, the Richmond Dispatch uh, Times Dispatch. Um, Joseph Yost, he was he actually sponsored one of the bills. He said that you know it's funny we had to pass legislation just to do research, and it's there there have been more recent um, articles come out. There was one from the the Roanoke Times, and they're they're saying that. Virginia's is the most, the, one of the most restrictive. Uh, they only have 102 acres of hemp growing, and, and that was in 2017. And that was just for between the universities. There were um, research farms, Virginia Tech, Virginia State, and a uh, private farm from, from James Madison University. But, you know, 
they, they they're saying though that they need to change their laws to allow things like commercial sales and and you had and mentioned that you know McConnell just today introduced that that law that's going to change so much for people and I think um, we need to as as far as Kansas is concerned we need to learn the lesson of not just playing it safe the the first time around if if we're if we're really serious about this and want to invest in in the development of this industry, um, we need to be able to quickly compete at the same level of these states that have had massive head starts uh, to, to be effective contributors in the, in the industry. And uh, Kansas has 105 counties, so we need to at least be growing in, in, in some of those. Is Kansas prepared to uh, be able to process the raw hemp on, on, a, on an industrial level? Um, we're exploring that right now. I, I, and I, I will say that we have some infrastructure in Kansas that is very unique. <clears throat> and um, by that, I mean, we've got a, a couple different systems in place. We have a very well-established co-op um, system, based infrastructure. Um, everyone deals with co-ops in Kansas. So uh, we also have processing plants as far as sunflower seed and cotton gins, which I'm talking to people right now, they really feel like those are going to be able to be converted. Um, nice. We have so many, so many implement manufacturers here. We've got bioplastic. Wichita, Kansas, is known as the aviation capital of the world, and so like we're going to start really looking into composites. Um, I will also tell you nice. that I know I know Kansas has a very um, rich de um, deposit system of of lime and when we talk about hempcrete hempcrete is made with combining lime and uh and raw hemp material and and the like and so if we already have quarries that are established and um and some that are even not tapped yet i think we're gonna really be looking at some opportunities here in the future do you think the department of agriculture the kansas department of agriculture is the right entity to manage the hemp industry in kansas yeah, you know, at, at this point, I, I do. I, I do see that, that natural fit. Um, at, you know, at, at the same time, we just, we need to kind of, learning from others we and watching other states go down this road, um, we need to understand that it has to be a coordinated effort between cross-organizations. Um, Kansas is a fairly expansive state, and with, like I said, the established co-ops and, and research extension offices, we have economic development agencies and processors, manufacturers already here, um, and and we will be obviously inviting more because you know that the there's been economic studies at least in Kentucky that show uh, anything that's processed or processed 50 miles away from where it's cultivated, it, it starts to lose its economic viability, and so we will see processing plants I think come up and and be converted into uh, in rural communities for sure. And and the Department of Ag, I think, is the one to oversee that. Um, but you know, it's it's going to take a lot of organizations to do all of this. And I I would hope that you know, Candidates for Hemp, or at least myself, would be um, able to have the opportunity to sit on the advisory panel that is going to be established um, by the department and and that kind of thing. So, what do you think that most people are missing in the debate about industrial hemp? Any any feeling what you think the most prevailing misnomers are about hemp? Yeah, we, we kind of touched on it, but uh, we all know there's, there's those who think that higher THC cannabis or medicinal cannabis um, in industrial hemp is the same. And uh, that perception is, is really pervasive, unfortunately, in, in the Bible Belt. Uh, people just need to research 
you know, the internet is there for a reason. And, and I'm not talking about news or, or entertainment, you know, people saying that hemp is great and all that. I'm saying like truly researching valuable, credible information um, about studies, things like, you know, water and energy footprints of hemp, uh, publications that are peer reviewed on, on, you know, climate levels, infographics are another way, you know, to, to digest statistics and things like that. But I just, people here need to, to educate themselves and, and share that information and not have the stigma. There's just so much stigma around, around all of it still. And it, there shouldn't be, um, them hippies won't legalize it, the hemp. <laughs> right. Exactly. <It's, laughs> uh, a lot of cultural, uh, divide still. We, we got about two minutes, uh, till the, the next break. There's, there's a, at least 113 different cannabinoids that have been isolated from the, the, the cannabis plant that all bind to our can, cannabinoid receptors. One of the compounds, CBDs, gained a really high profile. In, in like a minute, how promising is CBD derived from hemp? Uh, are there issues surrounding that, that aspect of it? Mm. We could do an entire segment on, on CBD sure could. and medical cannabis. <laughs> uh, so the difference between, you know, CBD products derived from hemp versus cultivars that are, you know, medicinal purpose, there's going to be different overall effectiveness uh, for certain symptoms. We, you can talk about isolates or just oil, broad spectrum versus full spectrum. I mean, there's a lot of different nuances between all of that. Um, and, and yeah, there's obviously a lot of but promise. Be- it could be a know, whole with, separate with industry, right? I mean, the CBD industry oh, yeah. could be a, an entire and industry. And people, people are crossing hemp strains to get desired ratios with other um, other strains. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's a lot there, absolutely. I could talk to Kelly Ripple for hours and hours and just touch the surface <laughs> of this amazing subject, but we got to roach it for another minute. <laughs> Hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, and uh, we'll come right back for our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. 
Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Boober way. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Back for final questions with Kelly Ripple from Kansans for Hemp. Kelly, your LinkedIn lists you as a passionate catalyst. What is it that you want to catalyze the most? Um, and how can people find out more and follow your work? That's a great question. Um, I, I just I want people to understand that that we are we are all connected. We're not we're not separate, and we're more alike than we're not. Um, we are we're intimately connected with the earth, our, our resources, each other, and we all have a responsibility to others and ourselves. Um, I think to serve and find truth wherever and, and whenever we can. Um, yeah, I've, I've chosen to take up the calling of service by, by trying to capture other stories and learn as much as I can about humanity's relationship with cannabis and, and understanding how public health is, um, you know, connected with our environment. Um, so I'm all about evidence-based policy, uh, sustainable solutions, music, peace, all that. Like, you know, anyone feel free to hit me up. I'd love to talk about things. I, um, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, um, medium. I've, I've got the, the published stories, uh, stories, the published research that I, uh, uncovered from Kansas state university. That's on medium, uh, cannabis in Kansas. My, um, well, Kansans for hemp is on Twitter. Kansans for, uh, number four and then hemp. I also have a, a specific Twitter account that is only cannabis research. And that is green thumb underscore one. That's G R E E N T H U M B underscore O N E. So yeah, I, I just, you know, um, anyone feel free to, to contact me. Cause like I said, you know, I, I just, I want to get information out there about it. The truth. I highly, uh, I highly suggest that people follow up with you. Kelly ripple, we are kindred spirits, my brother. I appreciate everything you're doing, and you. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Stay in touch, and hempy trails to you. You as well. Thank you. You bet. Now, when I get to weekly feature, Hemp on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. We are all so optimistic that industrial hemp can become sometime in the future what tobacco was in Kentucky's past. And that was U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell speaking today at a press conference alongside the state's agricultural commissioner. That includes this installment, Hempers in on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community, with impunity because when it comes to prohibition you've got the right not to remain silent activism requires a voice find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile until then my friends stay strong stand tall toke it easy and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com the hempresent theme song to bake back the plants performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself turn up the music maestro cause I'm out marijuana Sweet 
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.